has good technique, he will be elite. If his technique becomes great, not just good, then he's a Hall of Famer. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition of Blue It Splits. Um, today we're doing the last review. I'm assuming that you'll be watching. Um, if it sounds like I just woke up or if it looks like I just woke up, I literally just woke up. Um, wasn't supposed to be recording this today. Uh, it is 2.30 uh, my time, but remember I work midnights. And somebody is supposed to be at my house at for anytime from 3 to 5. So I was like, ooh. I woke up at like two. I was like, oh, I got, I got some time. I can record 19 plays of Neesman um, and just bank on them getting here at like 3.20 instead of 3 o'clock on the dot because when are these people ever early? They're always late. My luck, they're going to be here at 2.50. But we will see. Um, so Neesman, um, for me today again, it is what, Thursday the 20 or Friday the 25th. Um, I'm actually recording uh, Coleman and Croft after this, but I'm assuming this is the last one you guys will be watching. So very nice doing business with you. Um, this is the last one. Um, I will be back with plenty of other reviews during the season. I will also be doing live streams and appearing on some other podcasts. Um, but one of the reasons I'm doing this one, I got OCD. Let's just, uh, or at least a mild form of it, because as soon as I got a little, like a little bit close to the end, I just pushed really hard to get it done. I can't just leave stuff like, oh, I got three more reviews to do and just not not do them um, as quickly as I possible, well, possibly can. And two, it leaves me a bunch of time if Morgan Moses, Moses or any of these other guys are signed in the next few weeks to hit them hard. Because usually when people are getting signed or something like that, I'm working on like two other reviews while doing other shows, while doing other articles. Rarely do I just have time to just hit that one guy, which usually means it'll come out like within like a week-ish. Um, so um, we have 19 plays of Neesman, um, who, or Sherrod Neesman. I think I said Sharon before. I don't know. Sherrod Neesman. Um, just quickly to go over his height and weight, et cetera. Which, by the way, another peek behind the scenes. I did my top 25 the other day. Or I think I said this already to, to you in another review. Did that. Did a 53-man roster picture, just bored. And uh, it's going to change a lot, but they're both hard, to be honest, like really hard. Um, Sherrod Neesman, 29 years old, six foot flat, 213 pounds. Um, obviously has experience with coach or, or, or defensive coordinator, Jeff Ulbrick. Um, they were both in Atlanta for a couple of years together. So that's where the familiarity comes with. So you'd assume that with that familiarity, um, they would be, he'd have like an upper track on making the team as that fourth safety. And it was a signing again. And I said it in the article I wrote, it was a signing that wasn't necessarily something that everybody just like came into free agency thinking about like, Oh, we need a, we need a fourth string safety, but we did, you know, you don't have that Ron miles anymore. You don't have now the, um, you know, the Jay Quandra, even though Jay Quandra like starter for us, but last, the last two years, I think it was Mateus Farley. Um, or just last year to take as far like it was two years or a year. I think it was just a year. Um, maybe two. Uh, again, it's with Tayus Farley, so I forget. But um, yeah, they needed a fourth guy, and it seems like it's gonna be him versus like JT Hassel, I, I would assume, um, for that fourth spot. But you'd assume he'd have, he'd have the inside the inside uh, job on it. So he's gonna be right here. We're gonna watch him. Throwing all these plays, I'm gonna drink my coffee because uh, 
usually, you know, whole different routine, but we had to crank out the last show because again, uh, I want to be done with it. So right here near hash, uh, deep. This isn't, um, overly bad. Um, the one thing I will say it's, it's second and 10 ish. It looks like, um, when I was watching him and oh yeah, transparency, I always do it. I watched 2020. I pretty much, uh, I pretty much watched any game that he was over like 25% in. Um, and I watched weeks, uh, four, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So the last, you know, six game he played, I watched. And then week four, cause he played like whatever it was, 50%. Um, the only thing I did notice about him is while, while at times he is safe in terms of like leveraging himself over route concepts, um, typically in terms of like his horizontal relationship, like splitting the difference between routes, I think he's pretty good with that. But there are definitely times where he plays, he plays um, too high over them and he, and he doesn't really give himself the flexibility to drive down. Um, I know these guys push up a little bit more upfield, but this other safety, you know, cover two look, uh, Tampa two, um, he's a little bit more down. You have to be down enough where you're where you're not retreating to the point where you're not going to be able to play any concept. And they run this like this crease concept right here, um, uh, or Mills, sorry. And he's so far at the top that if they did drive the ball, or if Rogers did drive the ball, you know, at this point to him, he's a little bit too high. Again, it's a little bit nitpicky on this one to start. Um, but it, it is something I noticed, so I recorded it pretty pretty, uh, pretty early on. I probably saw it a time or two before that. So um, drop into man coverage. Okay. Um, he's right here. He's going to be 41 every time, obviously. Well, unless you change. I guess you can change your number mid, mid-season, right? I don't see a rule. Why not? So I like, I like his athleticism um, for sure. And when he does play, you can rotate to the strong side and all the and, – and, you know, all of that because he is athletic enough. And I like this play from him. Um, they drop into just, they, they rotate to cover one hole. They're showing like cover three, um, but they rotate into like a cover one hole where um, he's going to drop down to, to the man on this number two receiver of this tray set. Um, and I like his leverage too on, uh, while, while doing this because one, um, there's a hole player. So he's helping inside. There's a deep safety. He has help inside. He's, he's rotating down. So he's, his momentum is taking him to the outside. So play the outside. You know, if anything, don't take yourself too, in, too inside. Take yourself too outside because you have help inside. So I, I like that he um, is aggressive and shooting down, but also gets good leverage in terms of inside versus outside with the receiver. I'm cool with that leverage with help inside, especially on a, on a rotation down where he wants to um, obviously close around quickly. But pretty good job with that. Gets pretty square. Um, and then opens up, I would say with good timing, you know, at, at two, three yards and takes a good angle to, to, to get hip to hip. Like he doesn't take it. He doesn't take it too aggressive. He doesn't take it too vertical. Um, a pretty efficient angle right here in terms of matching gets hands on, sees the receiver, um, or receiver passing a little bit. I'm not sure if he had the technical, well, he might've reached out, but maybe it deflected off right there. Um, the receiver breaks on the, on the deep, um, curl, deep sit, and he does a pretty good job dropping his, his, uh, his weight and turning with him, Like it doesn't look crazy there, but when you watch it from here in terms of like being able to match that receiver, pretty good turn. Um, so good play. I, I, I like that play for the second, uh, second play of Niesman. 
again, all these reviews, we get very honest. Uh, some of this, we'll see. You know, it's not pretty all the time. He's a, he's a fourth string guy, you know, for a reason on this team, or most likely maybe fourth, uh, fourth string deep right here. So while <clears throat> some reps he'll play too high, um, if you give him a bunch of eye candy as a safety, he's going to bite down on it. Now, um, some some safeties, depending on like what the look of is what the look of it is, if it's like cover four, like you put some stress on them, you know, um, where they have to play kind of man to man on the outside. Um, it's and cover four is not man to man, but in terms of like match zoning and and matching stems of two and all this stuff. Um, you can put some stress on them in, in, in the run game. Um, I don't know why I got into that, but with him being deep, obviously as a safety, you definitely want to play past the run, especially as the deep one guy, because you are the last line of defense. Um, so he has to be more disciplined here. You, you know, leverage yourself over the route concepts, peak in the backfield that the running back has the ball, close ground, but he can't fall for this play action bite as a cover one guy and let routes get behind them because, you know, let's say it was just a play action where Rogers didn't make it out and he was trying to hit this corner, you know, and he did guess who's fault it is. You know, obviously the corner, you like the corner to play better too, but he's in, he's no man's land right here. He's doing nothing because he bit hard on the, on the play action. He gets to get over the top, or he tries to get over the top. Neesman shooting run game. I like I, – I, he played more high for the Falcons, I thought, because of his aggressiveness, because of his tacking ability, because of he's a little bit stocky. Um, I like him in the box. Um, so maybe May, May and Jordan play more high, and then box – you know, I think Jordan could do it. I think May could do it, to be honest. I think all the safeties are pretty versatile that they have, which is good because you need to be um, in the scheme they're going to run. Um, but he's right here, 41. Lead toss, zone blocking. It's just a different way to hand it off. It's like an outside zone lead. Um, good job by 97 year shooting. Just that, Jar I think it's Grady Jarrett. Um, <clears throat> but he comes down in the run game and is backside pursuit sees an open a gap takes it and he's probably he's probably just playing over the top Deion jones he's not necessarily going to shoot but he's just playing multiple gaps um but neesman's in a position where he'd be more aggressive he's not like he's just reacting not necessarily um reading and having to get over the top and if he is shooting backside he has to be a little bit more aggressive so shoots the backside a gap um is able to stand up or, or to stay online even with a punch um, coming into him from an offensive lineman comes in pretty hard on a uh, on Javante Williams, not Javante Williams. Um, wow. Um, whatever, wh whatever his name is. I'm again. I literally just got up, so I, I forget his name right now. It's not Javante. It's North North Carolina. Oh, that's going to bother me. I'm going to remember in like 20 minutes or as soon as I end the podcast, but <clears throat> good job timing the snap. Um, good job being aggressive. 
Again, you can see the build holding up versus offensive lineman. Now, is he going to take guys head on? No, but for him just to just stay on track like this, getting caught in the shoulder, some guys are going to fall down. So good balance, um, good angle to cut off uh, Williams, and um, good tackle or good assist to tackle. Oh, that's going to annoy the crap out of me. Needs uh, to nearly be deep right here. Deepest defender on the near hash or near the near hash. Okay, so we talk about nearly, <clears throat> nearly beat deep. Okay, so they could be playing a one um, where 43 just missed it or just missed his assignment. And now he's getting back to him and he's playing whole. Um, they could be playing that. I say one, they could be playing three as well, just with guys biting up and maybe it was a blitz and maybe one of these guys got sucked up, whatever. I do know that uh, Niesman is playing deep again, whether it be cover. Uh, I'd say it's probably cover one. Where is it? What is that? Uh, 83 is not scanling. Again, I'm going to forget a bunch of stuff. Whoever 83 is, I would usually remember that. I'd also remember the name of, of Williams on the Packers. <clears throat> but um, he gets quickly over the top of the outside, um, the route from whoever the hell that is. And in terms of just playing it deep, what we're, we're going to talk about is is the lower half. Um, <clears throat> if you are, if this, this is the only focus, which it seems to be, I don't know whether bracketing them and it's, and it's or or if it's true cover one looks like they're just bracketing. Um, so a little bit different of a look, but this guy is underneath playing in what ends up being trail, and it, he has inside leverage. And it doesn't really matter. If he broke outside, he'd be fine. But the thing that, that Niesman wants to do is he wants to get in the back pedal. He could break inside or outside right here. So you want to play both and you're high enough to get into a back pedal. And if he cuts, you drive on the you drive on the route break. You know, you don't want to stay too high like we talked about before. But in terms of opening up early, you know, he's he's opening, he starts to to well, one, he's already angling off. And two, he starts to really open up at like, you know, seven, seven yards. So if this were to be a post, which it is, he's going to undercut you and it's going to be hard for you to recover. Um, and it is. And not like he's in terrible position for this play. You know, again, he gets, he gets there um, to, to kind of contest the catch. But if this ball, let's say, Again, it was just a play action. There wasn't a bootleg. There wasn't a naked bootleg, whatever. I wasn't watching the backfield. It looks like a naked or he just rolled out from pressure. If this ball is flatter and to the sideline, they both got, they got beat on, a, on, on what is, was essentially a double team. So you don't want that, obviously, because this is open. You know, now the ball is thrown up. He has to wait for it. And Niesman, you know, we could say plays the ball, but not really, you know, he plays the receiver and just try to kind of tackle him. Um, now he was running hard. So he kind of, you know, his momentum was taking him into the receiver. So that's why I couldn't really stop and play the ball, but you should never be in a position like this with a guy undercutting you. I just want to see him stay a little bit more patient over the top. Um, 
Now, terrible play, no, but still not a good play. Again, look like they're just bracketing. And uh, underneath, I don't know if they're playing man or they're dropping to the spy. There's a, a you know, um, a hole, whatever. But they, they jumped up. It's hard on play action sometimes. I'm not watching it a bunch. Uh, Neesman over top, over top, over route. All right. Um, he's right here. I believe the deepest defender. That's better. Um, so we're seeing some good plays of him playing over top route, some some not so good plays. Um, but they run this what I what I call is like a flood concept, um, where again the outside runs the runs the curl, the comeback, stop, the inside runs the uh <clears throat> the corner, the the seven, and the yeah, the flat too. So this is what I call a flood. Um, and he's playing in, in deep coverage. Again, which just looks like it looks like a cover three where, where he just he just he's in a match, he's in a match the vertical and he's he's pushing us off. There's like a push call, or whatever. Um it's for him to jump on the flat. So it looks like cover three. But nonetheless, um he's playing deep middle. And there's so many different calls between like you know, cover four Zorro and cover four push or cover three jump or cover three, you know, like there's so many different calls for everything. And uh, there could be, there's a multitude of different cover threes. So it looks like some sort of cover three to me. Um, again, not watching a thousand times to do that, but some of them, you know, there's cover five, there's cover seven, there's a bunch of different coverages. So deep middle, he, uh, so it's, oh, so it's not over top, over wrap. Okay. So I screwed that up. Um, but stay square is reading the, the, the route concepts. Again, he is playing deep, the deep third, the deep middle. So he wants to, you know, gain enough, enough depth and there are going to be people who might push in routes to him. So he wants to stay pretty disciplined to pl you know, playing to the outside or to the inside because that's where people are expecting him to be. So if, you know, you have two outward breaks right here, this is the only thing that's really threatening his zone. So he's going to jump over top of this. Um, so I like the the fact that he's looking into you know, the route concept, not to the quarterback, which, you know, some safeties that we've watched in you know, recently um, have looked at who have stared at the quarterback. So I like that he's leveraging himself over top of route concepts. That's definitely positive. Sees the, the um, receiver bending the route outside right here and he gets over the top, you know, flips, with good timing, not too early. Eh. Yeah, not, not too, too early. Uh, this guy is, is pretty tight to him. Um, and now this is, again, this is about, you know, five yards, five, four, you know, four or five yards, which is a big difference between, you know, seven, eight yards. It's, it's a difference of a couple of yards. That might sound crazy, but I'm not. Um, so this is better timing. Now, if he was running like a, like a, like a corner post, well, one, he would, he would take it more steps outside, but it, it doesn't matter. Um, opens up a good timing, gets over top of the route, completely cuts it off. Like you could see some of the acceleration, some of the bursts right there um, to get over top of the route. Again, pretty patient right there. Opens up again, not too early, but once he commits. And there's a difference with the last play um, with uh, 83 from the Packers, who it, it could be Scanlon, it could be something else. I, I Geronimo Allison, is that Geronimo Allison? Coming back to me. Couple more steps of coffee, maybe I'll remember the 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 uh, the name of the running back. 
Um, damn it. So he, he commits to the outside. Once the receiver starts to bend to the outside, the last route with Allison, he was just taking a vertical. He didn't declare inside or outside any open. So that's another kind of factoid on, on in terms of him playing over top of route or not. Like if that receiver kept pushing vertical and we're just taking a straight vertical relationship and, and he, um, broke outside hard like that, then we'd have a different conversation. But once he commits, you can get, you can commit, obviously you don't want to overcommit in, in different situations, you know, um, you don't want to commit hard, but situation like that where it's already really deep, you can, you can commit. Um, knees been stuck inside right here. Okay. So you see him in the box and you just want to see him kind of manage traffic better, you know, um, in terms of like, just, just reading the, what's given to you here. You don't want to get stuck inside. Um, now he's in the box again. He's a guy who can come down into the box because he is physical enough. Um, but with seeing the picture here, you know, and if he is king, if he's king, the full a lot of people. Will, well, no, he's not a fullback. A lot of people will key fullbacks and stuff like that. But maybe this, maybe the sifter, the 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 zone split that they run, the splitter, sifter, whatever, distracts him a little bit, holds him inside. Um, I can't tell you, you know, a hundred percent, but. I could tell you that with this picture, you want to at least check the running back, check the backfield, and you see which bad play by 54. But I want to see him cheat more outside right here because there is no way he's cutting to the inside. So you could see him again get kind of lost in traffic, where you know if if his if his responsibility. Um, was to play the kind of the whole line. He again, you don't want to commit too early because if he were to cut back, and I should have give you the the, the 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 picture a second later. If he were to cut back, you know, maybe he wants to play that. Maybe that's his assignment. Um, but at this point, you've committed. You have to get over the top and keep yourself clean of the of the trash. I'm not calling these guys trash, but you know what I mean. Like he is not going to cut inside right here. He's pushing outside. His linemen are all outside leverage. And there's literally a wall of guys where he literally, if you wanted to, couldn't squeeze through one of those gaps. Um, so I want to see him continue to get outside on this play right here. But you can see him again, get a little bit stuck inside. So with this big of a space, you, you want to see him fill that. Yeah, get your hands on and all that. And, you know, they might grab you, et cetera. But even, even if they didn't, you're, you're not getting outside on, on Kamara. So um, just kind of, there are times to shoot. There are times to stay more, more over the top. If he was responsible for, let's say, you know, whatever it was, B to B or A, you know, A to C, and you want to stay over the top at this point to play the backside, cool with it. But once you commit to that side, just see the picture. Don't get stuck inside on this because you're not getting off of it. Get outside. Just a little thing. But it's a big thing in the box. See, it's, so you hear me say like lost in traffic. That's what I'm talking about. Neesman aggressive. Okay. Um, right here. 41. Yeah. I, so like, you don't want to hurt guys, you know, but you do want to, you do want to hurt them, you know, not, not break their leg, but if you can knock the wind out of somebody, if you can lay an extra shot into somebody without getting flagged, obviously you have to be smart. If you do it, uncontrolled and you're going to get in the flag, then that's on you. 
Um, but I do like guys who are going to drop their shoulder and try to get an extra hit on a guy. And at that point, you know, even though the quarterback, they say, oh, well, once he runs the ball, he shoots like everybody else. That's, that's BS for the most part. Um, they still do get treated pretty softly. But at this point, you know, like, listen, he's not on the ground and his knee, his knee might have touched there. So it might have been actually technically a little late. Um, but when people are going to the ground, you throw your shoulder like this, it pops the ball out. So it should be completely legal. Sometimes they'll throw the flag, which is again, kind of BS, but, um, I do like guys who are willing to duck their head into traffic like that and throw extra shots because now maybe next time Taysom Hill deck, okay, well maybe I'm not going to run that or I don't want to run it or the, the wind got knocked out of more, whatever it may be. Um, so just showing them some of the aggressiveness right there. I like that. Um, nearly beat inside slot. Okay. Um, so he's right. He's right here. He's a big man on uh, whoever that is, Gronk or would they have Bray too, right? It's Gronk, right? 87. Um, so the thing, and you probably think the, the, so there's a few things. The things with like bigger tight ends, you actually kind of want to crowd the routes early because especially, and, and you know, Gronk's great. He's obviously one of the best tight ends in history. And you've heard, uh, I forget his name from a pro corner. He said, guys like Gronk, you actually want to get, you want to press them quick and jam them quick because they don't, even if they do beat you a little bit to the line, you can catch up. But if you let guys like Gronk build up momentum and then get physical at the route break, there's no way you can recover. There's just no way. If you're going to just play that, just play the stem, unless you're going to play over the top and you really timed it well and all that. But um, nonetheless, you can see pretty early that, that Gronk is, is bending inside and you have Niesman who does get a shuffle inside. Um, you, you'd like to see him get another one in and completely choke the route off. But you have Gronk who just works through the contact and um, is, is open to the, to the uh, whatever, the, the, the boundary side. Again, not bad coverage, but I just want to see an extra shuffle and get over top. Instead of, instead of being behind him and, let, and letting him get the inside leverage that he wants. So a little thing, again, nothing crazy. There was a lot of times, again, to be transparent with his film where he just wasn't very involved. So I recorded plays when I can because I need to, not, not need to, but I want to have a show on it. So some of the stuff might be a little bit nitpicky, you know, seven yards versus five yards. Well, even though in that situation, one time he committed, one time he didn't in terms of receiver route, but um, things like this, really not that bad of a play, but let's be honest. Like it's, 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 it's just a little things to clean up, but in terms of like playing it, he's pretty, he's relatively tight on it. Um, you just want to see it just an extra move the over the top right there. Um, but again, I, I would say just in general with Kronk, obviously there are times where you're working in traffic and things like that, where you can't get tight on them. But with guys like him, you actually do want to uh, play uh, and, cr and crowd them at the line of scrimmage. Neesman out of position, cover one, rotation. Yeah, this is just a blown assignment, um, it, it, it looks like. So you have Neesman who's high. They rotate um, or they, they put Goblin in a cross motion um, to the field side. So now you could see that this is just man – this uh, defender's assignment just pushes to the outside. And now wh whoever's this, you know, uh, or Niesman takes the two. He's supposed to play high with the passing strength being 
to the boundary, but now it, you know the coverage rotates because the, the the you know of the motion, which this is why motion screws up teams who are you know or, or players who are not necessarily the the best. Um, but you have a situation where he is responsible for the for the inside, and I don't know if it's because he's looking in the backfield, which it looks like he is looking to, into the backfield again at the at the little play action fake. Um, but he is responsible for that inside, and he just lets him completely cross his face. Now I don't I don't know I have no idea, and I don't even know I don't know if I noticed this the first time I recorded it. I have no idea why he's staring inside right here. If this is your assignment, stick your assignment, which I'm betting it is. You know, um, where you have again, man, man, one, sometimes either one of them's a hole, one of them's uh, on the running back, whoever play fake. Uh, so stares into the backfield, completely loses his assignment, completely loses it, and then goes into you know, a little bit of oh shit mode and tries to get back on it, which he's not playing it at all. Now, thank God the safety was there and he kind of like replaces the safety, but that's not how you want to play that. You're playing the flat on in man coverage. Uh, Niesman sack. Okay. Um, he's going to come from the, I think this is him right here to the right side of your screen. Nothing crazy. Um, he was designed to, to blitz the B gap. He takes the B gap. So we don't have to go anything crazy in terms of the technicalities, or whatever. It's just the only thing we're, that I'm showing here is just the burst. And then you can use him in the box like this because of his size and his aggression. So um, if he does come in, you could definitely blitz him, which, which to be fair, you could do with all the jet safeties. Again, they're all, pre- they're all pretty, um, you know, fast. I, I would, I would say, you know, obviously Joyner and Davis would probably see more of this, but there's going to be games where one of those guys is injured. And if you want to play a big nickel, you know, Neesman can come in. It's not like he's, you know, uh, I'm more impressed with him than Farley. I'm more impressed than with him than especially Rontez Miles. That was like, that was like the, one of the first things I would go against Jets fans with when I started doing film. I'm like, Rontez Miles is not good. I don't know what anybody says. And people would clamor over the guy that they wanted him to start. I'm like, you do not want this guy to start. It looks like he was playing with the bag over his head. Um, Late to get over. Okay. Um, nothing brutal. Well, yeah, they looks like a, looks like a three again. And, um, th- this corner jams them and it looks like they just like kind of like rotate down like hooked uh or no maybe not one of these guys screws up because it looks like a three uh like a fire zone like a three because because some of them blitz um and one of these guys was have deep third it seems like and both of them uh bite up and nobody has deep third so again um for for Niesman, now yeah he's expecting anything to get pushed inside because there's supposed to be a, a deep third there pushing inside but you'd like to see, this is like some of the, like that, like air quotes, like awareness outside of your assignment type deal or just awareness in general. And he's the deep defender and he's staring in the backfield, but he never really checks the route concepts. And this is, you know, obviously you want to check the round concepts to, to, to like to really, to leverage yourself over top of the routes that are coming at you already. But if he was looking at the route concepts, he would see this and then you adjust, you adjust your, um, you adjust your coverage to this. And then he jumps over the top. But he's 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 obviously if if the ball were to be thrown here, you know, to the outside shoulder, he's he's not there for that. 
you know, more outside of his assignment. So nothing crazy bad is more bad from the guys on the bottom of the screen, but um, still. Neesman damage control. Okay, he's deep right here. Drops into uh, cover two. And it's a situation where, you know, um, the corner is targeted and just in like in typical cover two, um, you have the corner who wants to play curl to flat. He doesn't want to just play flat. It's, it's, there's a reason it's called curl to flat, not just flat. So if anything, he does want to play the deep route first and then rally up and make the tackle, especially if this guy's occupied. So you have to have some awareness in zone. Um, now, if it was just a two-man concept, yeah, he passes off, he jumps into the flat, but it's a three-man. So uh, he has to be aware of that. And there are some twos. There are, there are some, some zones in two where um, you might want to jump the flat first and pass it off, whatever. Again, there's a bunch of different cover twos. But um, here, Neesman is stuck in a pretty shitty position. Um, this like little like divide concept where you have the, the post and the, and the corner. Um, a little bit, cutting a little bit flat, but still divide. And again, not the best spot in the world. Um, and uh, for me, I, I like what he does. He doesn't, he doesn't see the, the corner wide open, the seven open and jump it. He sees the post relatively open and stay and kind of splits, not splits the difference. He's a little bit more towards the post because the post is a more dangerous threat in terms of, instead of, in terms of beating him deep for a touchdown. Um, but I like that he kind of does damage control. He doesn't overcommit to either one. He, you know, Hopefully, if he throws a post, he can get on the post, make a tackle. If he throws a corner, he can get on the corner, make a tackle. At this point, he's just trying to save a touchdown because he is not in a good spot right here with with two guys running deep, you know, pretty much directly at him. So, cool with that. Come on, God. All right. Um, oh my God, I don't know why I was just exit out of the meeting. Uh, Neesman deep. Oh, sorry. Neesman deep one. We have five plays left or whatever, six plays. Right here, deep. Again, cover one. Um, Drop into your deep zone. Read the quarterback cover one and tend to read the quarterback a little bit more than, than concepts. You'd like to see active eyes as well. Um, you see him starting to, to break vertical once Brady commits vertical. So he never really necessarily sees this route, um, which you'd like to see him be, you know, aware um, of the route. And in terms of like the two things that are threatening him, threatening him vertical, this is locked up. If anything, this is what should be threatening you more. But overall, again, he still has a good you know relationship in terms of vertical. Again, if he were to just take it straight vertical, it, it's it's kind of hard for him to get over top of it. But this receiver, if anything, should be playing with outside leverage and, and kind of funneling it back into um, <clears throat> into Nizan in this situation because he has help inside. Um, but you see Nizan break with the quarterback's throw speed to get on it and play it, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm good with that play. Drop back, see the throw coming, open up acceleration. Good cover one play. That's, that's good. Five bites on play action. We saw it's a weakness. 
right here. Got another scenario, you know, as a safety, you want to, you want to play past the run for sure. So you don't want to fall for play action. If anything, you want to, again, look at route concepts um, first. And the first thing they, they attack just with a, with a post and a, and a, um, and an over route. And he bites down so hard that he can't play either. Now, um, both of them could have won inside. Nonetheless, he doesn't play anything because he's out of position because he jumped hard down on the play action. So like, yeah, he got back out, but this is open and this could be open, you know, or could have been even much more open. Four plays left. Sorry for rushing the last couple. And again, some of the stuff I'm tripping up on just because I, I can't remember anything. Um, I still can't believe I forget Williams' name. It's ridiculous right now. Uh, open field tackle. He's going to come from deep. Um, he's a good tackler from what I saw. Again, it, it's a limited sample size, to be honest. So, um, so I'm not 100% sure. Like, I, can't, I can't guarantee you he's always going to be a good tackler. But from what I saw in the six, seven games I watched, he was a good tackler. So um, you have Hardman who gets the ball in what the, the, uh, the jet sweep, breaks it vertical. We have some guys over pursuing to the outside. He takes it vertical. That's where um, Neesman's coming from. Neesman does a pretty good job. Again, you have you have guys behind him, so he can stay a little bit more patient over the top because if he slows down, there's the pursuit from the backside is going to – or this, the uh, underneath pursuit is going to get to him. Stay square. Now, you'd like to see – a little bit more active feet in terms of him getting back inside on this and kind of jumping inside. You don't want to see hops or anything like that, but um, there's a little bit of dead time, like right here where he almost passes him. Like if he, if he were to chop this outside arm or be a little bit stronger, he probably would have crossed his face. Um, but overall still a good job in terms of him coming downhill, breaking down, staying patient and then um, getting hands on and being able to wrap up. But again, you know, just by the leg, so you would like to see him cheat a little bit more inside um, and just a little bit more active feet. Tough spot though. It's not a tough, it's not, it's not an easy spot to, to again, to be fair. Um, but if he is going to cut inside, it's going to be underneath to this. So if you're already inside, it's just a little, just this little moving, but he trusts himself. So overall it's a good play. Definitely a good play. So watch it again. This is this is not an easy open field tackle to make, and I'm definitely being really nitpicky on that, like super nitpicky. Admittedly, it's okay. Special teams tackle. All right, this is Tebby's going to be on special some special teams for the Jets. Let's watch right here. Get a personal protector. See any rush coming? If not, go out. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of different special teams because I have no idea what they are, but I'm here. Blocks inside out, block somebody, just gets an assist, and you're going to see him obviously uh, run down the field, take a good angle, stay square. Again, good job breaking down. You know, we saw with some other guys, some of the other guys in this in the last months that they're not necessarily good at doing this. They might they might be too aggressive. They might be doing a lot of different things that don't lead to the tackle. But he comes downhill, breaks down, is in control of himself. His his feet aren't aren't heavy. They are at first to break down, but they're not overly heavy. Shuffle, tackle. Like good job getting a shuffle and not, not committing too early. Um, all that's good right there. I, I really like this tackle from him. 
Good job. Two plays left. I made it again. Sorry. I know this wasn't the best one in terms of like, um, rush some plays and forgot some stuff. And you can't remember William's name from the Packers. Where did he sign the charter something Williams Packers 2020. Jamal Williams. That's why it screwed me up. Jay Williams. I knew it was someone to Jay. I can remember Jamal with two A's. Um, he is right here. He's versus Gronkowski. And it's like they have like a wing set. You know, it's, again, hard position for him to be in, in terms of him being, you know, six foot, 100, you know, 210 pounds, 215, whatever I said, and try to match a break of Gronk when he's pushing off of you. Um, again, just a recommendation is, and it, it's, I'm not, he's never going to hear this, but uh, crowd Gronk quick because you can't let him build up and then try to match his, his stem or, or his break because he's going to push off and he's going to box you out. That just, it just is what it is. So does a relatively good job staying with the route and staying pretty tight to it. But once you start to run vertical with him and he's breaking inside and he has inside leverage, he's going to push off as he breaks and he's beat right there um, for, for the catch. So now in terms of playing the ball, um, I do like this. I do like him again. And there, you know, we talk about playing through the hands, you know, punching through the arms. So if he can't pull it back down, but what do you do if you're really far behind? He does exactly what you should do. You know, grab the bicep elbow. And we've talked about it before where sometimes, you know, obviously receivers both their hands on the ball. If you rip down the elbow, now one of those hands comes off the ball. So he does a really good job, you know, last ditch effort to try to get, um, you know, the ball out, gets his right hand onto the hip, where exactly what you're supposed to do. Again, when you're playing that ball inside, you want to get hand on the hip or wrap around the waist and play the inside. You want to, you want to grab the center of gravity um, to, to make that tackle. Makes, Wraps up, makes a tackle. So good job playing the ball um, from a you know, really uh, far trail position. Good tackle. Um, you just want to crowd that break. You don't want to open up and let Gronk uh, dictate the route. Next play, and then we're done forever. Never coming back. Um, actually, I had to read the transcript. This then never coming back. Kneesman beaten, man. Bottom slot. Oh, thank God. I was, I was be pissed if people pulled up right now at 311. Um, can't just give me three more minutes. Bottom slot. Okay. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm being too harsh. I don't, I don't want him playing in, in man coverage necessarily on the goal line <clears throat> on receivers. Um, but they run like a cover one hole again. And yeah, if anything, he wants to play outside. Um, leverage because he has help inside with the, with the hole and the deep one. Again, there's different situations, which I'll explain. So don't, don't be one of those people who comes in. Oh, well, sometimes he says he has to play inside versus outside on the goal line. Yeah. It depends on inside help and where they are in the field, the relationship. Nonetheless, don't be one of those people. Cause I do explain everything I talk about. Um, <clears throat> but when you have inside help, that's, that's, that's okay. Um, but the thing we talked about, I think it was with Carter or Dunn or whoever it was goal line, you, you, you want to be more aggressive. You do not want to retreat off of that, off of that, that, that white line. And you don't want to be happy. Um, so I like the fact he stays square. Um, I don't like the fact that he retreats and, and opens up. 
He's a guy who, if he, if this receiver were to break outside one, typically you don't see inside like there's just situational awareness. One, you don't, don't typically see in or slot fades from the goal line. You can see it, but he should trust himself to get outside on it. Um, so don't open up too early outside because you can get out on it, you know? Um, but you could see him start to angle off, fall for the outside head fake stab right there, jump for it. And now he's beat inside pretty badly. You know, after it's anywhere you want to get beat with inside help, it's inside. But at the same time, you don't want to retreat. You don't want to be on the route at all. I'm just saying in terms of leverage, you know, you cheat a little bit outside and force them into some traffic. Um, true zone look like you'd, you'd be, you cheated more outside, uh, cover one hole. Um, you could, again, you could cheat outside, but it's not as, uh, it's not as good of a situation as, as a zone look where there's somebody literally looking at your threat or looking at the two, but, um, again, you just don't want to see the angle off and the, the kind of the hop outside right there, stay aggressive, stay on the line, stay square. Um, trust yourself to get outside. If it is a slot fade, which would be a little bit odd, I guess it, you know, it, it can happen. It's not like it never does. Um, but obviously you wind up in better, in better position than this nonetheless. So that's the last play. Um, hope we've enjoyed all the reviews. That one was a little bit rushed. Not my best. I'll be transparent. Maybe, maybe I'm just being hard on myself. That's, that's kind of what I do. Um, but with these transient weaknesses, um, I put strengths, acceleration, deceleration, solid speed, stocky build, aggressiveness, um, which I think looks like I spelled it wrong, but uh, let me fix that. That's an annoy the crap out of me now. Um, keeps feet under his frame and coverage, change of direction, leverage as well over concepts horizontally, willing to bang, special team or good special teams player, fluidity, plays deep in the box, aggressive in taking on blocks, looks to lay wood, blitzer, good tackler. We saw that. Um, Takes good angles to cut off routes. We saw that, again, for the most part, depending. Uh, weaknesses play too, uh, plays too high over, over concepts uh, in terms of the vertical relationship. Um, again, at times, this is a smaller sample size. Um, needs to play with more control. Um, sold by play action and misdirection. Plays with eyes locked in the backfield. Again, sometimes there were, there were times where he um, didn't, and he actually leveraged those over, over concepts, but we did see multiple times where he's like locked in and play action and things like that. Um, turns in deep coverage too soon. I saw that a couple of times, not just the ones I'm showing you, but sometimes it doesn't result in a play and you know, whatever. Um, turn, uh, turns in deep coverage too soon. Yep. Uh, jumpy in coverage, lost um, angles and traffic in box. Yes. And can be looked off. Um, God, guy pulling up to his house in a, in a charger and like puts it in neutral and starts revving his engine as he pulls into his freaking driveway. Like he's so cool. What a, Overcompensating for what? I don't know. Um, but that is it. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you on a live stream. I'll see you on another podcast. I'll see you somewhere, obviously. Uh, I'll see you probably in a couple of days from now or whatever when they sign Moses. Or maybe the Moses review will be out before this. Let's be honest. I'm done now. This 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 should be coming out. What's what's the first preseason game? August 12th. This should be coming out like August, you know, whatever, 6th. And if they sign Moses, you'll get that review even before this. So I'm saying, well, maybe, so maybe it is the last review. I don't know, but I'll see you guys soon. I appreciate you. Um, that's it.